Hello and welcome everybody to According to Andrew number 98, There Are No Moderates. Now, I realize with that title that's pretty contentious, and uh, so hopefully I can describe uh, what I mean by that um, and why you should pick a side and kind of uh, decide. So part, there's kind of two categories of what are claimed as moderates. So you have the moderates that haven't thought out the position at all and are just going to get run over when they're effectively fence sitters. And then you have um, the moderates that claim that they're moderate, but in reality are working for the other side. <clears throat> and uh, we'll kind of touch on both. The The moderates that are just fence sitters and stuff like that um, are, as long as they aren't in any positions of importance, it's not really a big deal. Um, so, and I'll, I'll kind of get into that. So the best example I can think of, so right now I'm reading a book about Sulla and the civil war that happened in Rome and all the, the construction or reconstruction and, and law writing that he had to do about that. And one of the things that stood out to me was there was a part in the book where they, they had claimed that, oh, well, you know, these, these, these various politicians or whatever were moderates and then they got killed in the whole thing. And in that regard, that's an unacceptable position because they're senators. They have to pick a side. Uh, and we'll get into more of that. The other half of that is um, all the people of Rome. A lot of the people of Rome were like, look, man, I'm just here. Like, I don't know what's going on. You uh, you play your Game of Thrones and stuff like that, but, it, like, leave me out of it. It's not my concern kind of thing. That um, is a more acceptable side, but as we'll kind of see with a lot of this stuff uh, and a lot of their situation, a lot of times you get rolled into that those kind of things, and if they hadn't been fortunate in having Sulla win that war, it's very likely that they would have been blamed for that kind of stuff. You see that with a lot of the sieges that they had. It's like, well, uh, sure, there was like an army that was in here that was was holding up in a siege, but because everyone in the town decided to uh, side with them, that's that's them picking a side. Therefore, everyone in the town is destroyed and taken into slavery and stuff like that. So it has real consequences for your life. Uh, so you want to... Um, Take that into consideration. And the reason you want to uh, pick a side is because of the principle that's laid out by Machiavelli in The Prince. I believe it's in the discourses as well, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, this is one of the best lessons that he has. Um, so, let's see here. As for that which has been said, it is better and more advantageous for your state not to interfere in our war. Oh, uh, the Romans wrote to this person. Uh, nothing can be more erroneous uh, because you have nothing to... Because by not interfering, you will be left without favor or consideration the Giridan of the conqueror. So let me kind of reread that to, to make... So his point is, by choosing not to get involved, you've picked a side because the side that's stronger, you'll be left at the whim of the conquered side and now you're just going to be the it's not that you're just the, the fish that's eaten last we see this continuously throughout uh history where people are like oh well you know sure he got deplatformed or blah 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 but i'm not going to stand up because uh i'm not the one being affected right now it's like well it's coming for you kind of thing uh thus it will always happen that he who is not a friend will demand your neutrality while he who is your friend will entreat you to declare yourself with arms the irresolute prince, to avoid present danger, generally follows the neutral path, and are generally ruined. But when a prince declares himself gallantly in favor of one side, if the party with whom he allies himself uh, conquers, 
although the victor may be powerful and he may have him at his mercy, yet he is indebted to him. And there is established bond of amity. And men are never so shameless as to become a monument of ingratitude by opposing you. Victories, after all, are never so complete that the victor must not show some regard, especially to justice. But if he with whom you ally yourself loses, you may be sheltered by him. And while he is able, he may aid you and you become companions on the fortune that you may rise again. So if you don't choose a side, you're going to be crushed by your enemy, uh, the, the person that wins the war. If you choose a side, whether you're on the winning or losing side, you end up better because at, even if you lose, you'll have someone as an ally to reclaim your throne later on. And if you're on the winning side, well, you're on the winning side. You, you got the, some of the spoils of war and stuff like that. And the person that's uh, in a powerful position is now indebted to you and they'll uh, help you out. So it's a very important lesson that Machiavelli teaches us. And it's one that people should keep in mind when uh, people are being told to take sides and stuff like that. And there's various people like, oh, just stay neutral on that. The person that's telling you to stay neutral has your worst intentions in mind because they are in a position where it is at disadvantageous for you to get involved on the enemy side. So they want you to just stay out of it. Um, that doesn't mean that everything in life uh, this applies to, obviously. Like, you know, if there's certain things, obviously, uh, that you don't get involved in. But uh, when it comes to, it's, it's a good principle to have uh, when it comes to uh, relationships and and uh kind of hard decisions that you have to make it's better to make a decision and make the hard decision than to not make a decision at all because it's generally the worst of all worlds though it might not seem it at the moment so going back to Sulla's situation what had happened is uh there was a conflict between Sulla and Carbo uh and the writer in the book points out that there are all these senators who are getting killed during the conflict uh, though, uh, even though they were moderate, and this is something that the, the writer kind of laments. In reality, they were fence-sitters who, while in Rome, uh, which was controlled by the Carbo faction, were actively trying to ne uh, negotiate a peace with Sulla, thus undermining the authority of the Carbo faction within Rome. Gar regardless of which side you think is in the right in this civil war, uh, it is not a moderate act, and the Carbo faction... Uh, was absolutely in the right for executing them uh, as and it was the correct political power play decision if those men didn't want to find themselves in that situation they should have fled the city like uh, many of their peers or they should have picked the carbo faction because they're in you know they're in the belly of the beast you got to pick a side uh, when there's a po political conflict like that of Sulla versus Carbo, you and you are a political figure. You have to choose a side, or you will be one of the, or one will be chosen for you. You are not in a position to claim that you are outside the realm of concern, uh, like everyone, uh, like an everyday citizen. That's kind of the, uh, the person that can claim they're a moderate and sort of get away with it. But even then, it's generally, uh, not something that is played out in real life, and we'll kind of sh demonstrate that in a bit. Uh, because it is a conflict within your domain as a senator. Uh, that is why no one likes a fence-sitter, because uh, they have actually already chosen a side, uh, but they don't want to admit it to anyone, especially themselves. Uh, and we see this in very uh, in a bunch of different realms uh, within life. So uh, one of these realms is 
uh, Vox had a post from a while back in Finland where there was some people that they let in some moderates and then the moderates turned on them the instant that they got a chance. Uh, in, the, in Finland, uh, he writes, this is why moderates can only be permitted to support positions and should never be allowed in positions of leadership, policymaking, or pers uh, personal. They love to talk about uh, principles for the reasons that they don't actually ha have any and use these non-existent principles and excuse to break promises and commit betrayals whenever it suits them. It's very dangerous to have someone who claims they're a moderate on your side in a battle of, uh, in a political battle or in very uh, many other arenas where uh, choosing a side is a very important topic. I'm not talking about things like, you know, Xbox versus PlayStation or something like that, like, but in the realms of area that matter, these decisions are important and you can't have lukewarm people in your organization. Uh, and you can, but they do a good job of disguising it. And this article by uh, Blog and Marlboro is a good example of just demonstrating that, but this is in the context of the church. So it's called Not Whether But Which. Uh, to review an inescapable concept uh, frames a dilemma in which not whether but which. It is not whether we impose morality, but which morality we impose. We will impose a Will we impose a Christian morality or a secular one? It is not whether uh, we will discipline for certain behaviors in the church, but which behaviors we will discipline for in the church. And this is the same actions you see by the people who claim that they're moderate. It's not that whether they have picked a side, it's that they will disguise themselves and act like they haven't picked a side while actively working and undermining and backstabbing you at any given chance that they have. Will it be the standards of Christ or the standards of the CDC? It is not whether we live in a theocracy, but which theos for which we are willing to acknowledge as the supreme authority. Uh, what name is carved in our temples? Uh, will we worship the servant Father Abraham or the Demos? All right, skipping ahead a bit. Uh, and because we are supposedly to be talking about the evangelical, evangelical cult of nice, let us go there. This niceness vibe has been advanced in such ways to make uh, conservatives believe and think that they have been attending churches that have real trouble disciplining for error. But it's not whether, it's not whether, but which. Uh, in this world, it is absolutely necessary for every group that has defined border boundaries and disciplines of error for which they consider to be error. And this article does a good job because it, it's something that I, when you're so engrossed in it, and it's it's something that I've grown up with my entire life, this kind of thing, uh, it's very revealing when it, it gets told to you. Uh, do you remember those times when conservative believers were chafing over the fact that no discipline ever seemed to be applied when young people drifted into sexual immorality or into drugs, or whether the middle-aged businessmen abandoned their families and nothing happened, or when someone announced that they were gay and everyone thought it was a shame but nobody did anything? It's easy back then to assume that this was because such churches didn't know how to discipline, but they did know how to discipline, not whether but which. If you ever pressed your uh, concerns about those ongoing grab-assing in the youth group, you would find out that they did know how to crack down on sin. They would crack down on you for the use of the word grab-assing in your letter to the session, which was totally unnecessary and not becoming of one who would, whose name's the name of Christ. In addition, uh, they would discipline you for the legalistic spirit in which you unfortunately uh, started to display. The discipline was there, just not aimed in the direction that you ought to be. And this is one of the reasons that I appreciate uh, Owen Benjamin and his insights and perspectives on this, because... Uh, he is the proper hardline uh, version 
of a Christian where he's following the Bible as close as he sees it, as close as as possible. And, uh, you know, he, he doesn't really deviate. He's, he's enforces this hard morality and stuff like that. And, uh, sometimes it can, uh, chafe even myself, uh, certain ways because there's certain aspects within it that various cultural or other aspects that I've kind of grown to accept and kind of like and things like that, but aren't necessarily aligned with, uh, Christianity as, as it should be practiced. And how many churches over the last couple of years have vigorously policed the con- congregations when it came to the wearing of masks? And they did this when <clears throat> your knowledge that they had never vigorously policed anything before. The one thing that they should have told you is that they do know how to do it. They do know how to withstand pressure and blow back, but just from certain quarters, not whether, but which. They had earlier refused to apply discipline to certain directions because they were concerned about the reaction they would get from certain quarters. But on different issues, they applied discipline unambiguously and they were entirely unconcerned about the reaction they would get uh, from these quarters. When it came to you and your concerns about your aunt who didn't want to get the jab or wear the mask, but who had uh, the antibodies, they were a rock wall. When it came to the concerns of those feelings were hurt by visiting speakers and who spoke intensely about sex roles and marriage, they were a mound of marshmallows, not whether but which. And this is why it's so important to pick a side and then stand firm on your side. The other, the the people that are against you, the people that want to tear down Western civilization, they've picked their side, they're standing firm. Do not back down, do not uh, uh, give them an inch. And when they, when they eventually crack, you take the whole mile. <clears throat> this was because they feared the CDC and people who feared the CDC. And they did not fear God or people who feared God. Some went this way because their health is their God and they feared the virus. Others did so because the state is their God and they feared the voice of officialdom. <clears throat> but sanctify the Lord of hosts himself and let him be your fear and let him be your dread. Isaiah 8.13 from King James Version. So that's uh, that's kind of the uh, what I kind of wanted to talk about in regards to that. There is... Um, basically, people have chosen a side despite the fact that they will claim that they aren't on a side and that they just want to be inclusive and let everyone in and kind of stuff like that. Understanding that that is a side and that isn't a moderate position... Um, is I think helpful to understanding uh, and kind of taking that leap to be like, oh, well, I you, like if you're someone who's like, oh, I just want to go along to get along and things like that, understand that you are endorsing something that you might not even be aware of and you're letting uh, the enemy through the gates that you might not even be aware of. So uh, take some time, think about uh, some of these certain aspects. And I realize it's hard to have an answer and hard to know exactly where you stand on every little issue for every little thing. It can be uh, cumbersome. So just take it a little bit at a time. And maybe if someone brings up a position, don't say that you're a moderator or something like that. Just say, you know what, it's a topic I haven't thought of before. And then maybe hear their perspective on it or uh, start doing research yourself and come to a conclusion and figure out what side of the line you fall on and then defend it uh, vigorously. So that's my perspective on that. Uh, Hopefully you guys found it interesting. Uh, This can be found on YouTube, BitChute, uh, Podbean and all other podcast things, Apple and Spotify and all that. So uh, follow it wherever it suits you best. Uh, Likes and subscribes are always uh, appreciated and sharing it as uh, you feel fit. But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. 
Uh, this has been According to Andrew, and I hope you have a good day. Goodbye.